Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here in our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So welcome back to the podcast. This is actually going to be sort of a continuation from last week's episode. If you missed the previous episode um, on the podcast, I talked last week about who are you allowing into your home. And I didn't really mean physically who you were allowing into your home, but I was talking more about mentally these days, right? With the internet and the information overload and all that's going on in our world, we have been bombarded with information. And I said last week that it's like having in your living room, you know, all these people standing there shouting at you their opinions, their um, their their news articles, their recipes, their pictures of family vacation, all that stuff are, are is coming into your home every single day because that's what happens when we scroll on the internet, right? It's really, if you think about it, it's like you're allowing 25 people to talk to you at once and it becomes really difficult to live with that amount of distraction. So I talked all about that last week. So if you missed that, I'm going to link it in the show notes. Go check out the previous episode. And today I wanted to kind of continue that conversation a little bit further um, and talk about um, how we are not all-knowing. God is. And maybe we're not supposed to be. And with the amount of information these days, it's really detrimental because we're really not supposed to know it all. We are not omniscient. God is. Before I start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia um, is an amazing Christian publishing company. They're known for their stellar homeschool curriculum. And I wanted to tell you that right now they have a big back to homeschool sale. It ends August 6th. You can save up to 25%. So don't miss out on this because we have always used Apologia um, over the years in some way or another. We have used it. And this is a really great time to take advantage of their sales. They have digital curriculum and they have curriculum, um, you know, that you can purchase, physical curriculum, and then also online classes, which also are 10% off their self-paced learning uh, until August 18th. So go check out all the goodness at Apologia.com. So let's talk about this idea that we are not all knowing and God is. And the word omniscient really means to know everything. And that is one of the characteristics of God. And he truly knows everything. And, you know, at the surface, we hear that and we're like, yeah, God knows everything. But there's so much more to that. Like, I think about this all the time, like how magnificent God is when we say he's all knowing. Like he literally knows everything. So m you may have heard this before. I, I use this analogy a lot. Um, and I, I often say this with my kids. I actually posted about it on Instagram recently because we were at the beach. And so I was um, looking at the sand while we were at the beach. And, you know, I do this every time when I'm there. I will pick up just like a handful of sand. And you know when you pick up a handful of sand, there's an infinite amount right there in your hand. 
And I look at that and I think, wow, God knows every grain of sand right here in my hand. And then, you know, you look down the beach and as far as you can see, he knows every grain of sand. And, you know, it goes down real deep. It's not just on the surface. And, you know, in one handful, there's an infinite amount. And then at the bottom of the ocean, and then you think about, okay, he knows every grain of sand here on this beach and down this whole coastline, and then across the country down that coastline, oh wait, and every other coastline in the whole world, oh wait, let's think about the Sahara Desert. We really want to blow our minds, okay? So then you think about every grain of sand, and then, this is what my mind does, not just every grain of sand, but every little piece of that grain of sand down to the smallest atom, the smallest molecule. God knows it all. Okay, so if that doesn't blow your mind, then you know you can look out at the grass. Look out at your window right now. He knows every blade of grass in your yard. Now look next door. I'm looking across the road right now at the sheep and the goats uh, grazing across the road from me. And I'm thinking, okay, that's a lot of grass. Oh, wait, let's just think about all the grass in all the world. He knows every blade of grass down to the tiniest molecule. And then you could think of the dirt and, you know, every single thing in this earth and all the people. One person is made up of billions, maybe it's trillions of cells. And he knows each one that exists in every person on top of all that sand, on top of all that dirt, on top of all that grass. Look up into the sky. Think about those stars, which aren't just bright, twinkling, little pretty lights at night. Those are big, massive, enormous fireballs. Way bigger than even the earth. Some are way bigger than even our sun. And he knows it down. Each one down to the tiniest molecule, all those gases, all that fire, all the planets. Okay, and if that doesn't blow your mind, when I say he knows every grain of sand, every uh, grass, every piece of dirt, every piece of us, every piece of a star, every piece of every single thing that, ready, ready, that existed before, exists now, and ever will exist. That is what it means when God is omniscient. And yes, upon that, he knows all the other things, the things that are going on in our lives, the, the, the things that we're going through in every single person's life now that ever existed and ever will exist. Like we can't even comprehend. When I start to think about that stuff, I literally just want to fall on my knees and worship. That is amazing. That is the God that we worship a God who truly is aware and knows intimately every single detail that ever existed, ever exists now, and ever will exist. And that is mind-blowing. And then I look at our world right now. And as we talked about last week, you know, letting all these people into our homes and this information and, and um, we were saying, you know, it's just, it's too much. It's too much. Our, our, our little human minds can't handle it. And I wonder sometimes with the information overload and the age of the internet, I mean, it's hard to live a simple life when you're bombarded with information. 
you know, like I said last week, you don't even need a high school reunion anymore because you know what everybody from your high school is doing if you're on Facebook or social media. In fact, I know what they're eating for lunch today. I know, uh, you know, where they're going on vacation. It's crazy. And it's not all bad. It's good to connect. But we know everything. And we, we're, we're knowing, like, like I said last week, when, when somebody posts an article, we not only know their opinion, we're going to know all their friends' opinions because they're all going to be arguing about it in the comments. And then I think of Genesis, Genesis 3, the fall of man. Eve wasn't satisfied and wanted to know more, wanted to do something she wasn't supposed to, that God had specifically said, you can eat anything, just don't eat from that tree. And that slippery, uh, slithery serpent came in there and said, oh, really? Is that what God said? Maybe you do want, maybe you want to be like him. Hmm. Just take one bite. And I think, look at the Tower of Babel. Are we creating a Tower of Babel with the internet these days? I don't know. But are we trying so hard to know it all? Right now, in the middle of a world that is full of unknowns, it's like we're, we're trying to feel like we're in control by knowing the next statistic, by being ahead of the data, by knowing, you know, this is true. And, and quite frankly, nobody knows anything these days. There's so much information and nobody really seems to know anything. Praise the Lord, we know one thing that is absolutely true, that God sent his son, Jesus, to live and die on a cross to pay the penalty for our sin. And through his death, we have redemption. I know that is fully true. You don't have to debate that. You don't have to have statistics. You don't have to find a news article on it. That is 100% true, as is his word. The Bible is 100% true, and we can believe in what God tells us in there, 100%. As far as everything else in this world, we just, we don't know, right? We've got opinions. Information changes daily. And what is it doing? It's causing a, a tremendous amount of division, disunity, discord, arguing, slander, maliciousness, name calling. Oh, wait, those are all the things the Bible warns us against. We need to be really careful. Are we trying to be like God? Are we trying to know everything? We are not omniscient. God is. I remember in the olden days, you know, before you didn't have the internet, you maybe went to the library to look up your information. You had to get in your car. You had to drive down to the library. You had to find the, uh, the what's it called, the card catalog. Find that little Dewey Decimal number, go find the place, and then you're lucky if the book was in, and if it was, you had to go in the index, find the thing you're looking for, look up the page number, and maybe there's a paragraph there about what you're looking up. <laughs> now, I can just ask Siri. She knows everything. Oh, no, she doesn't. She's not God. But what have we done? We think this world is trustworthy. We think. Let's just ask Siri. She'll tell us, or Alexa, or whoever's in your life. They'll tell us the truth. They'll tell us what we want to know. Maybe there is some merit to living without knowing it all and without even trying and trusting that God knows. God knows the outcome of everything that we're living right now. 
I remember years ago when we lived in our old house and um, we had neighbors all around us. Not like now we have goats and sheep across the road, uh, horses next door. <laughs> I look out my window, I see animals. In my old home, when I looked out my back window, I saw the house behind me. And um, I remember one time, there it was like um, a two-story home, but it had the basement as well. And it was in the evening, and so obviously the lights are on in the house. It's dark outside. Now, I promise I wasn't like, you know, spying. But when you look out the window and your neighbors are right behind you and they don't have curtains or blinds, you can just see what's going on, even if you're not trying to. And so I remember seeing, um, it's just like this picture in my head that was like, huh. I remember seeing... Um, the wife like on the main floor of the home and her son I could see upstairs was like sitting at a desk in his room or something and I could see the husband down in the basement and it just like struck me for a split second when I looked out the window again I wasn't peeping it was just there (laughs) and I saw these three people on three different levels of their home but I saw them all at once and I thought you know they don't they don't see each other they don't see what's going on in the moment but me standing back looking over at the home i could see all three levels at once and it was kind of like wow that's how god has it times a good bazillion right like he can literally see everything going on at once even though we can't you know it says in isaiah his thoughts are not our thoughts his ways are not our ways like he's so much higher than we could ever imagine And we often try to put ourselves like on his level, like we're trying to figure it all out. What if right now he's just like, you know what? Do what my word says. Trust. Obey. Be patient. Be humble. Be still. I'm in control and you are not. Show me you trust me by stop trying to figure it all out. And follow me. And so right right now, we have a whole bunch of people running around in circles like, you know, with our, our, our chickens like with our heads cut off, trying to figure things out, figure things out. And we're screaming the next day, this is right, this is true, this is wrong, this is that, this is that. <clears throat> and God's over there saying, hey, did you forget? I already told you everything you need to know. It's in my word. We have a whole bunch of people trying to figure out all the knowledge in the world and they're not seeking wisdom from above. And so a truly wise Christ follower during this crazy time right now, of course you want to be informed. But there's times where you're going to have to step back and say, you know what, maybe I'm not supposed to know it all right now. Maybe I'm supposed to be still and trust God in this because God is working in this. And no statistic and no data and no article and no opinion and no all that stuff is going to change the fact that God is in control. He knows what he's doing. He's still on the throne. He's working through this situation in ways we will never imagine, in ways we just won't know. I used this story a while back as well. I think I actually have it posted in my Simply Living for Him devotional. If you have my devotional, it's available on Amazon. I use this story to kind of illustrate this point. Many of you know we have chickens, right? And um, actually, if you've been following me on Instagram, just a little aside, we are having a major predator problem. We have never had an issue like we've had this year. The whole world has gone crazy, even the animals. Um, We have had lost several animals just in the past week or two. 
Um, but anyway, years ago, when we had our chickens earlier on, when they were still younger, um, we had this setup where we had their coop and then we had an outside run. And sometimes we would open this little door that Steve made in the run and let the chickens out so they could free range. And boy, did they love that. So they would see me coming and they would line up at that door because they thought, oh, we're getting out, we're getting out. And uh, sometimes I couldn't let them out. There was a hawk circling above one time. And they, it was so sad because they stood there at that door and they were just looking at me, looking at that door like, come on, come on, lady, let us out. Um, and I just couldn't. Now, there is no way ever that I could explain to those chickens that there was a hawk circling above and they were locked up to keep them safe and they had to wait. Maybe you had to wait till the next day. Maybe it wasn't going to be safe. There was absolutely no way for me to explain to them that what I was doing was for their own good. And even though it didn't feel good, right, being locked up and they didn't understand why they were locked up, I could never explain that to them. But me, as a human, I knew far more than them as a chicken. And I had to do what I needed to do to keep them safe. I had their best interest at heart. I just had no way of communicating that with them. And I think of that as us. We're like those little chickens, right? Like, God, please open this door. Please let us out. We want to go out there where it's beautiful. And he's like, no, it's not time. And you have no idea, but I'm keeping you safe. Or I'm protecting you from something you don't even know about. And quite frankly, those chickens would never have known about it in this, you know, they'll never know about it. Like us on earth, there are things we will never know on this earth until we get to heaven because we're not supposed to, but we're supposed to trust God. And we're supposed to understand that he is God and we are not. He is omniscient and we are not. And so in this world these days, when it gets crazy and you're feeling overwhelmed, because I'm with you, I feel overwhelmed some days, like what's true, what's not, I'm so tired of this, and you flip-flop back and forth, and then I get upset because people are arguing, and it really, really grieves me, especially to see Christians calling people names, using foul language, like what is going on? What is going on? Why are we acting like the world? We serve a God who's in control. We serve a God who promises hope us hope, who promises us a future, who promises us that he will never leave us or forsake us. Why are we all running around scared? Why are we all running around yelling at each other? And so we have to remember that even in the most unknown circumstances, we trust a known God. Even in the most trying times, we trust a God who is stable and secure. And so that is what we put our hope in. Not like, oh, I'm going to wait for, uh, you know, and I'm guilty of this. I'm like, I'm, I'm waiting for today's, you know, press conference to see what the numbers are in our state, the data. Doesn't matter if the data is out of control or the data says everything's under control. God is in control of it all, even when the data is out of control. And so our job is to absolutely stop looking at everything around us for security and put our security in Christ. Our security is in him. He knows the outcome of this. We don't. And that's the way it's supposed to be. And I know as humans, we want to know, we want to know. And like I said, there's a difference to be informed and to be safe and to take precautions. 
But for many of us, we are just, like I said, running around like those chickens, like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What we're going to do is we're going to sit and trust God. Because, you know, I, some, I think about this all the time. Like, this isn't the first time. We're not the first generation to go through a hardship. Generations before have gone through way worse. Generations before have always gone through hardship and struggles. And I've talked about this, right? We have the Great Depression and World War II and World War I and previous dec- um, centuries and previous millennium. There have always been world struggles, hardships, catastrophes, tragedies, all of the above. And so while our circumstances may be different, the struggle is the same. And the answer is the same. Trust the Lord. Don't trust the internet. Don't trust the news. And I'm not saying this in the way of like, you know, you can't trust the news because they're all lying. That's not what I even mean. I'm just saying, don't put 100% trust in anything on this earth. Because guess what? This virus is going to go away. And this struggle that we're going through or whatever other struggles are going on right now in the world, they'll go away. And a new one is going to be down the road. A new one will come up in a few years that we're going to have to go through again. This world is never going to be without struggle. It's just that right now, it's a big one for many of us. And so the question is, What are you going to do with the information that you have? And that information is in God's word. If we as Christians could unite in the spirit and in the bond of peace to trust the Lord, we would look amazing to this world right now that needs that's struggling. People would look to us for comfort. People would look to us for hope. People would look to us for joy. People would look to us for Jesus. And you know what we're doing right now? We're yelling and calling people names and no one's looking to us. And it grieves me every day. How can we truly live out the truth in a world that is full of lies right now? And I'm not talking about, like I said, the headlines are lies. I'm just talking about people are living under false hope, under false security. And we have the hope and security that we can share with the world. What if Christians united in the spirit of peace and the spirit of Jesus and were humble and gentle and people looked to us for comfort and we could show them the great comforter? We have right now a unique opportunity to share the hope of Christ. Stop sharing the next thing, right? God is omniscient. We are not. Share what you know. Share the hope of Christ. Because face it, the worst thing in the world right now is that people are living and dying without Christ. And we have the answer that they need to the real problem, the sin problem. We don't have the answers for all the problems in this world because we're not God. How we act during the struggle is so much more important than the struggle being resolved itself. How we behave and who we look to for our hope and our trust. So I hope that encouraged you today. That's just been in my heart since last week what I talked about. And um, I hope that you would, you know, just take all that I said to heart Get in your word today. Turn off all the information because it's really not 
um, benefiting you in any way, most of us, it's just dragging us down. And then remember, all we can do right now is share the hope of Christ. The circumstances are going to change every single day, but he is not. And we have the hope and we need to share that with a world that needs him. A dark world needs the light of Christ. If this encouraged you, I would love it if you would share it with friends. I truly believe in this message um, that all people need to hear this. So please share it with your friends. Um, share it out there in your social media. And I would just be so grateful for that. Also, I just wanted to let you know the Simply Living for Him online community is open, is free. We're approaching 800 members. I'm in the middle of teaching a Bible study there called Simplify Your Life. What does God say about our possessions and our stuff? And we're really excited about that. It's completely free and self-paced. So if you missed the first week, you can come on in at any time and join us. Um, simplylivingforhim.com slash community. You'll join the community and then you'll find all the Bible studies. Once you're in there, you just click on groups. You'll find all the Bible studies and all the groups that we offer. We have groups for scripture memorization, scripture writing challenges. Those change every month. We have a prayer group. We have a group for sharing ideas for the Great Commission. We have all kinds of fun stuff stuff in there. And most importantly, we have good, amazing, beautiful Christian fellowship. There's no drama, no negativity. It's all about Jesus. So go ahead and join us. If you are interested in my Simply Living for Him devotional, I'll link that as well in the show notes that is available on Amazon right now, as well as my new, um, not my new, my best-selling homeschooling books called Home and Real Homeschool. I know many of you are gearing up for a new homeschool year, and for many of you, this will be new. Homeschooling will be new. Those books would be a great way to get your mind focused when you're starting out. I'm also doing homeschool consulting appointments. If you are new to homeschooling and you just want to learn all about it, um, I can set you up for an appointment. We meet on the phone or FaceTime. So it's just like hanging out and having coffee together. And I just absolutely love my clients. So if you would like to book an appointment, I will link that also in the show notes. I just did a Facebook Live I will try to link that as well. Um, this week, it was an hour and a half long answering all kinds of questions about homeschooling. So if you're interested in that, I will share that as well. So thank you for listening. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.